0: No. I'm definitely not the keymaster. Sub kids? What up? It's your boy, Yeah Concrete. That's terrible. You can't start. You can't start the show like that. Imagine if that was all. This was like all the time. Can you imagine? Can you? It's crazy to me that people on YouTube maintain that level of I don't know outward personality all the time. It just I don't know. It's it almost now. It sounds nihilistic. Like they're they're saying it, but they don't really believe it. Like it's your boy. It just doesn't work. It just it doesn't. Like I don't. I can't balance. it Can you imagine the mental health of people who do have to maintain that? This is why I feel sorry for a lot of celebrities and a lot of influencers. They make these I don't know gimmicks or so something, and it just doesn't doesn't land. But that's a whole topic for another podcast that I may as well cover when I eventually cover uh, me 10 years ago, which I will do probably at some point in this year. But how are you? It's 2022. It's in fact, it's January 2022. This is the week before this goes up. I'm actually to, to say I've got a lot of uh, a lot of guest podcasts recorded. The solo podcast I haven't actually uh, touched in because I was leaving them off a little bit, I was giving myself a little bit of space, and I thought, hey, Ooh, let me just move my mic a little bit, I thought, hey, we'll uh, we'll come back, and we'll do it on the day, we'll do it, fuck it, we'll do it live, we'll do it live, um, <laughs> and I've, I've, I've got a list of topics, as I always do, you know, ones which you can jump off on, and I think we're going to do that in such a way that we can just, you know, look at the world in a slightly negative light in the first episode. Because why not? That's how we should start the year, shouldn't we? We should start it in a, as we mean to go on, which is slightly, um, slightly negative, I guess. I, I don't know. It could be an interesting year, as we discussed in the previous podcast. 2021 turned out to be a hell of a year um, for just general progress, but also not progress at the same time, because we're all still putting our lives on hold. But something which came up in that conversation reminded me of a point which I wanted to discuss and a point which I wanted to make, which was Martin's, Martin, who's my brother, he was discussing this whole idea of how people have come out of lockdown, and it's basically just been terrible people, you know, how they somehow forgot how to be part of the society, how they forgot to tr- how to treat customer service people and hospitality people and people who work in uh, front-facing jobs and all these kinds of things, you know, doctors and nurses and whatever. Somehow they forgot. It's almost like they spent a year or two in their own space and really got inside their heads to when they came out, they were just like, oh, we, we yeah, I don't know how to do this. So I'm just going to be a dick about everything. And it reminded me that a lot of what I've seen within the pandemic and within people being in lockdown is is... Is regression, right? And that's that's true. It's just a it's just a point of fact. Is and a lot of us did it. And we did it because it's safety. And we you do it when you go back to your parents' house. You see it all the time. Someone will go back to the parents and um, you know chill out for a little bit. And within a couple of hours, they will take on traits of more teenage selves. It's never like full child self. It's never like swaddled in blankets and you know suckling. It's never that level of. Regression, but it's some level of, oh, you know, I'm a teenager again, so fuck my parents, and I want to rebel, and I wanted to go do this, and this is what I'm interested in. You need to listen to this, and everything else you say is wrong. It's just wrong. And that's, yeah, that level of regression, and that that bothers me because one of the major gripes in my world, I don't have many gripes in this world. You're lying, Graham. You have like 170-something episodes of gripes in the world. Actually, you know, that's not actually true um, because there's guests involved, and a lot of those guest ones aren't gripey, aren't gripey. At all, they're just people talking about things they're passionate about, and that's fantastic. The ones in between are group So I mean, if we t- we have that was half of one hundred and seventy, it's like eighty five, right? Double 80 is 160, plus the 5. Yep, it's, it's 170 is, is 85. So i got like 85 gripes in, in the oh. world. That's not that many. I don't think there's a lot of things in the world. I could gripe about a lot more things. I probably will, because nothing's going to stop me as we, uh, we established in the trailer, which I released. You should check out the trailer. The trailer's good. I'm pretty proud of the trailer. Anyway... I've gotten off point. How far can I get off point in one podcast in four minutes without even thinking? I'll go as far as I want because this is my damn show and I talk about whatever I want except for one of those guests there because the guests come on and they talk about their thing. We need to slow this down. Anyway, so one of the things which um, really bothers me within the world, if there's a lot of things which bother me in the world, but One of the things which gets to me, and gets to me in such a way that it triggers a certain type of behavior in myself, is this idea of gatekeeping. And by gatekeeping, what do you mean, Grim? Well, I'm going to tell you, audience. Um, What I mean by gatekeeping is people who basically come out into the world and they say, you can't do this because of this, right? And it's not like you can't do this, you can't wear gloves because you don't have hands. It's not that kind of level of, like, logic. It's, you know you can't wear gloves because you have the wrong length fingers. Now, finger length is varied on a pretty large scale. People have small fingers, people have big fingers. Um, having hands would present problems because it'd be no no glove would be able to fit on it. It'd be more like mittens. So you could wear mittens, but not gloves. Right, this is a weird weird route to take it, take it down. So I'm going to move quickly away from it as fast as I can. But gatekeeping's this thing, and you see it a lot. And I think it's almost become the, the full prevalence of what the internet is, but also it's become out more during the pandemic of seeing people take subjects and just really, like, defend them against everybody, even when it's not necessary to. So what what really triggered this thought was I was scrolling through YouTube, as I do. So one of the way I find guests, and this may interest you, is, is one of the ways I find guests is by looking at... YouTube searches and looking at Instagram searches and Facebook searches and all kinds of different searches but they're always aimed at people with lower viewership right this is one of the the tricks which I use to to find guests is people with low viewership and it's because they they're the people who aren't getting the attention they're not the people who are sitting there doing the thing and they're just not getting attention so I want to bring a little bit of that to them where I can you know, I'm not a huge platform, but they're also more accessible because people don't have agents, they don't have production companies. They're people who, when they respond to you, they are responding to you. This is one of the main challenges I face with trying to get bigger guests: is I have to go through a whole process of cool, I've got to email an agent, I've got to wait two months. that agent's not going to email me back, um, or they may email me back and they'll just say no, and that, that's fine. You know, that's that's their prerogative. But I've never spoken to the actual person involved, which means I've never had a chance to explain the concept and when most people hear the concept they're like actually yeah that sounds interesting so yeah they're gatekeeping but they're keeping gatekeeping their client they're gatekeeping for the protection of their client because their job is to make their client money which i completely understand this probably not going to make anybody money certainly doesn't make me any money anyway but i stumbled across um a series of youtube videos which was all about goth right goth culture and it was always all about um how to be goth and how to dress goth, and how to listen goth. And the videos were literally labelled how to dress goth, what goth music to listen to, what it means to be goth. And it was so broken down to find into such a level that it was almost like they were trying to write a handbook on how to be goth. Now, if you don't know, goth is a subculture. Goth is a subculture which is formed through fashion, literature, music, it's a wide-ranging thing. And there's also subcultures within gothicness. You know of gothicness. If you know of vampires and you know of Nosferatu and Dracula, that's goth. It also leads back to like medieval times and medieval buildings. There's, there's so many things which have been labeled goth. But when it came to this specifically, it was about goth subcultures, the alternative subculture. And it was just like, they were trying to write this doctrine, and it fully reminded and triggered me of being a teenager and being... I mean, I'm an alternative kid, always have been, and... I've had this conversation I've had this conversation with other alternative people them trying to stop other people defining themselves as goth because they didn't meet goth in their standards which is insane, I'm just going to say that straight out, I've literally I've been on dates I've been on a date with um, a gothic woman, gothic lady and we I can't remember what the exact conversation was but essentially something along the lines of I'd said something like, oh yeah, you know a, a I defined myself as a goth, or I was trying to define myself as a goth at the time. <laughs> and she just turned to me and went, "You're not goth." And I was like, "Well, why?" You know, I mean, comparatively, the two of us, she was dressed in a more formal, over-the-top style of goth. Me, I was there in my black jeans, uh, black shirt, and, and I think I might have be been my bowl hat and chains at the time. But you know, that kind of level of casual effort. And I, and she said, "You're not goth. You don't dress. You don't dress goth enough." I'm like, oh, oh, you're one of those people. You're one of those people, and this 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 whole channel. But that's a huge problem within that community of people trying to oust other people because they don't want their they don't want their style of goth to be diluted by other people in the world. No, fuck it, man. You wear a black t-shirt and you, you know who you know. At, at, what is the word? My dying bride and you're goth. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, if you define yourself as goth, you are goth. Because the stupid thing about that one as well. Is that there's so many styles of goth you have like romantic goths horror goths psych goths and it just goes on and on and on there's even like a tracksuit goth there there's like track wear you know like in adidas and um like trainers and stuff like that you don't have to be wearing new rocks and a leather jacket to be defined as goth you know you just you just have to have a certain style if anything it's has more of like an attitude to the world not what you're interested in doing. But it, this also plays into what reels on Instagram have become now. What I get advertised a lot of is goth people um, and goth models, essentially. And there's this whole idea of aesthetic on Instagram and aesthetics and dressing and aesthetics, but not actually not actually researching anything else, just the aesthetic, you know, like cottage car and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's people really delving into just surface level interest in things of like i like how that looks i'm going to wear that doesn't matter where it came from i like how that looks. which is crazy because when you consider the amount of um, feedback and reaction which has been to kind of cultural appropriation in the last you know 10 years that this is a trend kicking off has become just a thing um but i've gone completely off point yeah <laughs> We knew it was going to happen. We knew we were going to go. But it got me thinking about that. And it's, it's one of my major gripes. Because essentially all gatekeeping is when you ground it down. Is when someone has something they're interested in. You know. Whatever they're interested in. And they are desperately searching for some way to feel like they are the best at the thing that they are interested in. And one, that's a little sad you know because the way in which they do that is by forcing other people out you know not being the best at something in the sense of you know i know the most thing about this author or i know the most thing about this idea or how to dress this way or the way to way to listen to music and all that kind of thing because it goes beyond that because not only do they know all those things but they're using it to put other people down and you find this a real huge amount when you're trying to get into a new hobby or a new industry of people just looking at you like you are nothing, you are disgraceful. You you don't know this. So there's a couple of examples I found on kind of Urban Dictionary. and Use Doctor Who as like one of the main um, main points, and I th- I thought that was really interesting because yeah, Doctor Who is is one of these fan bases which has a huge level of gatekeeping because you can, you can be into Doctor Who and you can be into Tenant and you can be into the the new seasons and the reboots and you'll meet someone who's like oh but you've not seen the old stuff oh you're not a real fan then you're not a real fan. I'm sorry I'm not a real fan, I, I think I choose what I'm a fan of, perhaps I'm just a fan of the new stuff, perhaps you know, Doctor Who as a whole is not conglomerate that I need to be able to recite everything about the world You, see, you see, there's a couple of other examples I, I, could, I could list examples for years and years and years, um, intellect is another thing people who use their intellect in order to put other people down but offer no solution on how to learn or understand what they're talking about mathematics and science and philosophy and all these things Of people like oh well you haven't read this book oh well, you're not you're not real then because you haven't gone you know, maybe I've never encountered that damn book you know maybe I've never had opportunity to study advanced algebra uh, maybe I've never been interested in studying advanced algebra but I can be a fan of science and technology I can be a fan of Dante and Sartre and Lucien and all these different philosophers, but I don't have to read every book under the sun. You know, I'm just not an expert in those fields, as it were. And your expertise in those fields doesn't make you any better than anyone, because this is the true core of this, right? This is the true core of when you get people who are just—they're not even actually interested in the subject anymore. That's—that's that's, you know the, the idea. It's like grammar nazis as well. Like you're not interested in preserving. Or protecting what you're, you're suggesting that you're a fan of. What you're actually doing is just looking for a way to feel like you're better than somebody else. And I can understand it, you know, especially when it comes to niche subjects. I can completely understand it because when you're feeling insecure, when you're feeling, you know, a little rejected by the world, and you find something which you can actually take an interest in, something which actually sparks you, and we discussed the spark um, on previous podcasts, but it's when you actually kind of come along to it and you say oh wow you actually you know i could be really into pencils like super into pencils you know, i started researching pencils and i then i started collecting them and maybe i could get a few more maybe i could learn about the origins of pencils and maybe i could you know get into you know visiting workshops and going to see pencil manufacturers and and we could have a little group about which pencils are best for which things and and all these kinds of stuff but then there's like a tipping point where at some point in your brain you're going to be like oh well you know, oh other people this was getting me attention this was getting me attention for for being the best hmm. other people want to come in and encroach on that and they want to they they suggested that these these ideas are different to my i don't like that i don't like that so i'm going to put them down I'm going to put them down I'm going to bully them I'm going to define that my way is the exclusive way and the exclusive way is the only way in which you can do things within the pencil world so therefore you are nothing but a reject and a loser and I'm going to reject you before you reject me I've been a fan of a few things in my lifetime Um, when I was a child I was into Warhammer um, Magic the Gathering you know, big nerdy subjects like that and it's rife it's rife in those communities. Gatekeeping is one of the worst, most toxic things. I, it's gatekeeping. is not even. I wouldn't even say it's a symptom of bullying. It's like a tool of bullying, <laughs> and that pisses me off because I've been bullied, and it's it's just one so of these things. But what what I find is because I see it as well in, in kind of the art communities and um, and you know just different background materials music there's all these kinds of different people who who try to gatekeep subjects in such a manner and it's just all it is yeah it's just a sense of superiority defined defining a t a niche term that can only be clarified by a few people that's all it is it's just getting it down so it can be clarified by a few people a few people you deem worthy of of your praise when you become a gatekeeper and it really triggers a certain type of behavior in me and i've noticed it in such a major way and I think it's that part of me which is a troll. You know, it's it's poking the bear. And I'll discuss this further in, a, in another episode. But what happens is when I encounter someone who is gatekeeping, and this is my advice to you, should you encounter someone who is gatekeeping, and now please bear in mind that this may this may get you in more trouble than you want, but at the same time, you'll be a lot more happy... And and more comfortable, and you can still be interested in the thing you wanted to be interested in. This is the like my, my, my ending point, which we'll get to in a, a little bit. You can still be interested in the thing you wanted to. But this is here's a, here's it goes. So you encounter someone who is gatekeeping you. I'm going to paint a picture in my head. So you know, let's let's say Sylvester. Let's say Sylvester's into poetry. Super into poetry, even literature. Let's go wider. Literature, as, as you know, happens to be the editor of some magazine. I don't even know. Like Sylvester, you can automatically picture. It's a cat's name. It shouldn't be a human's name. I was thinking Rupert initially, but I've gone with Sylvester. Sylvester works. So Sylvester's editor of this magazine, and you come along and you say to him, "Oh, you yeah, know, I'd love to love to get into your, your magazine about I don't know something something crazily niche like jugs of the nineteenth century." I mean I realise that sounds like a pornography, but it's not. You know. I'm I'm talking like antique jugs. <laughs> not old ladies I'm digging a hole. Let's let's let us let us we are still gonna do jugs. Screw So jugs of the nineteenth century and Sylvester, who is editor of the Jugs in the Nineteenth Century magazine, says, Oh, that's interesting. Oh cool, you know, we, we can get you in, invested in that. Um, and then you you start talking because you're passionate about it and you finally met someone who is also passionate about drugs. And you get into it and you say, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I really like these drugs and I like these drugs by Belafonte Defoe. And Belafonte Defoe used to make these crazy drugs which were just slightly curved at the spout. And that's what you really like about it. And Sylvester laughs to themselves and goes, ha, 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 well, that's not a real joke. Now, at this point, this is where you should notice, right? When someone says, well, that's not and follows it up with some blatant disregarding sentence that's when you should kind of kick in and your brain should kick in if someone is attempting to gatekeep what you need to do is call them on it almost instantaneously but you don't even have to call them call them on it like directly you could just slide in other sly comments because essentially what you want to do when you you encounter a gatekeeper is irritate them Irritoyed? irritate them, that's what you want to do that's that's the key to it, because their entire confidence and their entire self-worth is now invested in this one topic and you don't even have to be right all you can do is just make wild outlandish statements, like, you know oh, well, yeah, no, yeah I, I agree that Belfastafo, maybe those jokes aren't particularly real jokes, but even then you just pick one of the people which you know Sylvester is into, into like, uh, you know John I'm picking things from my room Priceria. We're going to go to John area. Priceria. John area's drugs weren't real drugs either because technically they're a cup. And you just watch Sylvester's face gradually increase to a smile because he thinks he's going to land something down on you. But then you just cut in and you just keep going. And you essentially gatekeep by using nonsense. Just start gatekeeping complete nonsense. Start bringing up topics which aren't even related. Oh, well, you like jokes. Well, you know, I've, I bought this plate the other week, but it's also by John... <laughs> Forgotten his name, Champfraseria, and he, he, you know, I believe that could actually be a joke, because X, Y, and Z. And I've read this book and this book and just start writing, you know, mentioning books which just don't exist. All you want to do is irritate them, because this is what they're thriving off. They're thriving off the confidence that they know they can technically outwit you, or that they can hold on to their precious little protected gem. And you're not even trying to destroy it. All you're doing is just, just irritate them. You know and you want to irritate them to such a point that they show their true colours because as soon as they irritate to such a point then they show their true colours they are going to break and when they break they're going to do one of two things they're going to either retaliate against you in such a way that shows that they are gatekeeping to the rest of the audience of people or they're just going to die a little inside and you know they can die a little inside but at which point you can just extend the olive leaf and be hey you know it's okay Maybe you just need to loosen up, lighten up about these things. It's okay to protect things as well. I don't want it to be misinterpreted. It's okay to protect things. And I realize safe spaces exist for a reason, to keep certain people out. Because when those people are involved, people don't feel safe. But you can't gatekeep the topic. Which is now my final point as we kind of get to the end of this. Is... Once you've done this, once you encounter Geek, a lot of people get put off topics. You know, I'd say art's one of those big ones as well. When it comes to this, you know, writing and all those, all those kinds of jokes. You know, the amount of times I've been told my grammar is terrible, and it's like I know my grammar's terrible. He's like, oh, so you're not a real writer because you don't understand grammar? All right, if I'm not a real writer, then I haven't written two books and two comic books. Maybe, you know, I guess they're not right. I guess we'll just call them, you know, illustrations with notes i'm happy to call that i'm a note taker i'm not a writer i'm a note taker um you just it's hard to brush off and i realize it's hard to brush off because it's it's a shot at you and it comes across really personal when really you can reflect it on really it's just a showing of who they are it's showing their insecurity showing how much life they have dedicated to this one topic to a point where they are now nervous about other people usurping that not realizing at all that you shouldn't ever try and put yourself in a point of superiority in fact if there's one rule i have within my life and i think i mentioned this a few times on streams it's just i don't i never want to be in a position where i feel like i'm putting myself above anybody else if anything i'm always going to try and put myself at the same level or under you in any conversation we have and that's why i think Conversation is so important because it's. You need to be able to do that. You need to be able to have that in order to have a dialogue and have a guest and have talk about something which is going on. You don't want to be gatekeeping. I don't want to be gatekeeping mainly because it makes me feel shit and it makes you feel shit. So what is even the point of it? There is no point in it. You can have interests and you can have defined points and things which you, you know, are fairly certain. But you have to remember that they're all opinions. They're not, you know, factual. Written down rules because there is technically no rules when it comes to things. What I'm saying is, I realize it can be a hard point to get past, it can be a point which drags you down a little bit. And I've seen it and I've witnessed it. And hell, you know, I'm a victim of it at times as well, not being able to paint or telling myself not to paint and telling myself not to write. But all you really have to do is just redefine it, you know, start your own thing, start your own thing with the things which you think should be core to whatever subject or topic you're interested in if you're into writing and someone's telling you you're not a real writer then don't be a writer write write all you want write everything write like you were a writer or a real writer as they would define it and just call yourself something else Wait for someone else to define you as a writer. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter if you define yourself as an artist. Oh, you're an artist. But you're not a real artist because you don't do oil paints and you don't digitally paint and you don't do all these kinds of things and you don't have this, this, and this. It's like, okay, well, cool. Well, then maybe I'm not an artist. Maybe I'm just a creator maybe i just create things with an artistic flair and maybe i'm just going to i'm going to pinch and i'm going to squeeze and i'm going to take little parts of the thing which you're gatekeeping and i'm going to apply it to absolute nonsense until you realize how ridiculous your argument is that was a little threatening apologies for that if you were looking directly in the camera <laughs> that's essentially my approach to the art world um, which you're seeing it's just it's just get invested in the parts of it that you like and disconnect from people who are gatekeeping that's the, the purest point. That's how I got out of, I guess, goth. Like, I, I you know, we have discussed it previously. Um, you know, I dress still pretty alternative. I'll, most of the music I listen to is alternative. But I wouldn't necessarily define myself as a goth. I'm not, you know, defined that way. And I have no interest in defining myself. And I have no interest in defining myself in these ways anymore. Because... At the time when I wanted to, all I was really doing was searching for an identity, and this is something to remember about gatekeepers too, is just they're searching for an identity. They're lost, and they are tragically lost to a point where they have just succumbed to the worst parts of it. And when I was a teenager, yeah, I wanted to be goth, I wanted to be niche, I wanted to be, you know, that little bit better than someone else because everything I'd been told was that I was shit and I was awful and I wasn't going to do well in life so having something which I was good at something I was interested in gave me a sense of purpose and that's what you do as a teenager you find the things which you're interested in and you find the things which really drive you and at some point you can let go of those you know at some point you can and you should because it's the healthier thing to do so I let go, and, you know, I don't find myself as a goth. I still dress pretty fucking gothy. <laughs> and I still listen to a lot of music which you would classify as goth. But to the goth community, I'm not goth. And that's fine, because I have no interest in it. I have no interest in just being labelled under that community. Call me a, uh, a friend of the community, you know, an ally of the community. I'm not a real writer, I'm a friend of writers. It's kind of like saying I'm the artist's artist which I don't mind as a title. But that's what I'm into. I'm into things which make me passionate and things which make me interested. And that's always going to be the way, and I think that's a better way of approaching it than trying to be the best. There's that point, there's a lyric which I'll end this with, um, which is kind of off point, but there's a lyric from Scroobius Pip, which is, he's on about rapping, and it's something along the lines of, if your only goal is to be as good as Scrooby as Pip as soon as you achieve that your standards will slip and I think that's true and I think gatekeepers are people who let their standards strip because they get to a certain point and they have to define what that point is and they're not going to move past it and they don't want you to move past it they don't want you to grow and they don't want you to evolve and you can do so much more if you just learn to get past the gatekeeper be your own key master Tell me about the things you've been gatekeeped on. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.